This year is brought to you by Eshel Publications. Eshel Publications is a non-profit organization dedicated to spreading the Torah, Shiurim, and Sefarim of Rabbi Aaron Lapiansky. For sponsorships or more information, visit eshelpublications.com. I guess before we start the Halacha Lameisa Shaila to Rabbi Reingold, if I have a whoa, captive whoa. audience and I finish on time, is that a mitzvah pitin shvuyim or not? How, how would you decide on, on, on that Shaila? That's the... <laughs> okay. The reason why I chose, obviously, because unfortunately, this is something that hangs over us in a terrible way, and being all sick in the Torah is samschus. But I, there was something else that was more me. The Gemara says that in in the old days they would have teachers of Mishnayos who would just drill people Mishnayos. And a Moroim who would learn, understand the Svaras and so on. And it says that people who are the teachers of Mishnayas are Mivale Olam. They destroy, they destroy the world, which the Gemara, Shach, Gemara says, what does that mean? The Gemara says, people who are in the habit of paskening from the Mishnayas tend to be destructive. Um, it's unfortunate that we sort of pick up a phrase and we sort of bat it around without understanding that almost every halacha, as it's written, needs to be fleshed out. And I hope that one of the things that come out from these type of events, and I know we, we choose topics where you begin to realize that without mulling over and chewing over the, the halacha, we really are not applying it appropriately. We, we, we just take a phrase and apply it when without really getting down to the heart of it, understanding it, different approaches, different shitas, and so on. And this is no exception. As soon as the hostages, so the people don't know anything, don't know anything. But the people who know something said, well, ain't poisoned mayhem, you can't. That's worse because the person is quoting a Mishnah and he's quoting it and leaving at that, when there's a sugya. And I felt that learning the sugya, at least it helps us understand the different meanings in the halacha, and that the application is very far from the way it's just bad around and used. So we started with a general understanding of the mitzvah pidyan shvuyim. The mitzvah pidyan shvuyim is mentioned in the Gemara as a mitzvah rabbah. In other words, Pidyan Shvuyim is under the umbrella of Tzedakah. It means that a person is mechoyev to help somebody else who is suffering, and in whatever way, he doesn't have what to eat, he doesn't have where to sleep, and so on. And the Gemara says of all the Tzedakahs, there's a certain prioritization based on need and other things, and Pidyan Shvuim ranks as the very highest type of tzedakah. And the Gemara calls it a mitzvah rabbah. It's called a very, very, the great mitzvah. So when you tell somebody, here's money for tzedakah, use it for mitzvah rabbah, use it for the best you can, that's the case before. Pidyan Shvuim counts as that. And the Gemara explains that every suffering is included in Pidyan Shvuim. Unfortunately, as, as we've, we've learned only too searingly, painfully what's happened. 
again and again, that, that everything's included. So the Gemara says it includes hunger, it includes suffering, it includes life-threatening, and so on. In the Gemara, it's sort of unclear. Sometimes the Gemara um, brings things as a gadata, meaning we're trying to show how important it is, rightfully so, but it doesn't have, you can't apply the halacha to it. For instance, if a person, it says in the Gemara, that if you get angry, it's like a worship of Odazara, it certainly is true in many ways in, in the world of Agada. In other words, in terms of what happens to you internally and so on. But no one's going to say that if you have a choice of worshiping Avodah Zarah or getting angry, you sh- it's, it's, it's a toss-up because they're both equal. No one would apply it halachically. So this Gemara that speaks about Pidin Shvim as being, it includes Pikuach Nefesh, you could understand as a Gada and you could understand as halacha. The Rambam, when he brings it, clarifies which one it is. If you take a look in the Rambam, in Perikhes Halacha Yud, the Rambam says Pinyin Shvuyim has the greatest, it's, it's the, the greatest priority for, uh, for uh, uh, Staka, and he brings this Gemara, and then he says, V'hamalim e'na a person who does not, is not Pinyin Shvuyim, He's over, and he goes through the list of Averis that he's over, and one of them is Losamod al Damre Echa. That means if a person is in a life threatening situation and you can save them, then you're over Losamod al Damre Echa. This is, the Gemara doesn't say it here. What the Rambam, in effect, is teaching us is that when the Gemara said, and he's saving a life, it's not a sort of a statement giving you just a, a, a picture to, to sort of dramatize it, how important it is. It's a halacha, and it's one of the lavim that you overslow some damri echa. So the tztaka opinion shvurim includes that, which means that it's, a real, it's, a, it's, it's measured, it's, it's a measurable threat to life that halachically can translate into the Isolo Samod. So what I see in the Rambam here is that he, that, that he took that Gemara about Pidish Vuyim saving a person's life and understanding it to be quite literal. And we'll see as we go on where that could make a difference and why. Okay. So we have the Gemara in the Mishnah and the Gemara in, in Gitten, which is the basis for this halacha and this point. So this is a long series in the Mishnayas of um, different takanis that were made at Biknei Tikkun Ha'olam. There are a lot of different takanis Chazal made. Some of the takanis or many of the takanas that Chazal make is to preserve Isurim. That's That's the common ones, like Muktza and so on. They're there to, to preserve the integrity of Torah that you're observing. 
And then there are many takanas for a more effective running of society, for preventing problems and so on, more sort of larger issues. And that's taken olam. And there are many, and Mishnahis have many of them. One of the most famous one is Prisbal and so on. So this is the Mishnah. So one halacha is that you don't redeem captives for more than they're worth. Now, the common, the common situation of captives was where pirates of sorts would, um, would, would kidnap people, and they would either sell them for slaves or sell them back for ransom. It was kidna- like akin to the type of kidnapping today, unfortunately, in, in less developed countries and places where you kidnap and for money. So that's one. Second, and you don't try to liberate them by force because it will create the next batch, since unfortunately this was a not uncommon event, the next batch would be held very cruelly and, and you're worsening the lot of other people. Those are two takanas <coughs> that Chazal made, they taken olam. Now, this is a Mishnah, and like we said before, if you pass him from a Mishnah, you, you're almost always guaranteed to have it wrong because you have no idea. And the first question is, what exactly is the reason? And, and I, I want to explain something. It's not only the reason, but better said, what exactly is the framework for this Takana? The Gemara says two possibilities. One is Duchke de Tzibura. You are basically um, reducing the 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 the, the, the tzibur, the killer, the cholesterol to poverty. So so t- t- to reduce everybody to poverty is something too much, and that's one. Or secondly, because the leligrivuvalaisutfei, you will encourage people will take greater risks and will be encouraged to keep kidnapping people. Now, these two takanis, the two reasons, are not just two separate reasons. These are two different frameworks for understanding where, where does this fit into the, into the whole picture of, of takanis. If it's the first not to reduce the tzibur to poverty, it actually is sort of a public takana and a tzedakah takana. In other words, public funds, how are they to be allocated? Um, and therefore, we say their pidyon shvuyim is definitely priority, except yesim mehem. That's so. So the whole structure is halacha. Is not you're allowed to, you're not allowed to. It's the public governance. It's 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 financial priority, public governance, and so on. On the other hand, the second takana, if the reason is not to encourage, then it's really on every single individual. 
And it's a prohibition. It's not a question of prioritizing finances and in the public domain, but it's rather doing something that's good for you, but is going to be extremely destructive for others. So when the Gemara says, what's the reason? It's a lot more than asking what's the reason. It's really asking, what's the framework? What type of halach is this? Is this in Helchus Tzedakah, Helchus Tzibur type of regulation? Or is it personal so as to not, what you're doing in effect is you're saving your skin, but you are um, putting other people at greater risk. So the Gemara says, the Gemara has this question. Rashi immediately says, and it's evident from the Gemara, that there, the difference between that would be if it's a private enterprise. I'm not asking for public funding. I'm a wealthy man myself, or a friend of mine is wealthy, and he's doing it as a private initiative. If the reason behind this takan is the first reason, then it has nothing to do. It's, it's, not, it's not a personal prohibition. It's, it's, it's a halacha in the regulation of public funds. And therefore, there's no problem with doing it personally. On the other hand, if it is something that shouldn't cause others to have it, then it, it makes no difference. I could be fabulously wealthy. What, what difference does it make? I'm, I'm creating a situation of, of uh, where other people are in trouble. The Gemara has that question. And the Gemara does not resolve it here. The Gemara doesn't seem to resolve it. Now, that, the Gemara tries to resolve it, the Gemara says it's not a riot, and that's that. That will actually, um, it, this is a major question. It's a major issue, and it's extremely relevant. And we don't have a resolution here. We, the, 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 the places where we can resolve it is by looking at other sugyas, that, that might be similar, and for us, look at the Rif, the Rambam, and others, how they brought the Halacha. So we're left here with a major question that is going to be extremely relevant, and our hands are tied. We, we don't know how to act if we can't resolve this question. That's one aspect that the Mishnah leaves us open, and we really don't know. The second problem is there are two uh, there are two cases brought in Gemara in different places that are um, that seem to be differing from the Mishnah, and unless we can figure out the whole picture, we're missing something. The Gemaras obviously did not go against the Mishnah; they can't, and we don't have a complete picture without those Gemaras. The um, the Marshal writes about Taisvis. Tysus' great accomplishment was that he turned the entire shas into kadurechos, he writes, into one ball. In other words, the same problem that we had at looking at a Mishnah and quoting the halacha, it's like taking a globe and taking one segment and saying this. Well, this is one segment. There are many other Gemaras. Unless I can look at all the Gemaras, and draw the picture that fits them together, I don't have a lacha. So Teisvis, two, three places, um, addresses uh, uh, two Gemaras that seem to be at loggerheads. Well, first, take a look at the Gemara, and there's a Gemara in Ksubis, where it says, 
it's Anun Beis. It's going to be it's, it's page seven. I'm, I'm skipping just. The Gemara says part of a ksuba is um, part of a ksuba is the obligation to redeem your wife if she gets captured. There are many, many obligations in Ksuba. That's why it's written in Aramaic, so you don't catch on. But um, it, it, medical insurance is up to you. Um, if a, you know, many, many other things are, are on you. One of them is to be poda of Shishvuya. And the Gemara says, is there a limit to it? So the Gemara says the first time round that she's captured, even if they ask for ten times the price, you have to redeem her and... Uh, and um, then afterwards, the question is, you know, how far does the obligation extend in, in terms of the sub obligation? We're not talking about the moral. We're talking about the the the, 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 the uh, what you signed off on. So the Gemara says the first time round, up to ten times. How do we square that with this Mishnah? Gemara can't argue with the Mishnah. That's one. Two. There's a Gemara in Gitten. It says very famous Gemara. Rabbi Shuba Hananya was went to a uh, a big city in in Rome, and they told him there's a young boy in jail. He 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 met the boy. The boy was extraordinary the way he answered him and would psuk him and things like that. He said, um, "I am a hundred percent sure that this person is to be a, a great a godly Israel, Shemayarobi Israel." I will, I will redeem him with whatever money it takes. And sure enough, he's, he, he, until he, 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 he gathered together a lot of money and um, redeemed this child, and he turned out to be Rabbi Elisha. That's the Gemara. Once again, we have a prohibition. So a prohibition against redeeming uh, a captives for more than they're worth. How do we figure it in? So obviously what it means is there are exceptions to that case and by looking at those Gemaras, we're going to have to determine the exceptions and a lot of times when we determine an exception, we also understand, exceptions are not like pinpoints. It, it helps us understand the bigger picture also. So these are the two Gemaras that we need to resolve in how they fit with the Mishnah in order to us to really know the halacha. So Tosvis so speaks about it in two or three places. We'll, I'll just go through it briefly. I'm sure you've seen it. The Tosvis by us says, the first thing is that he, he brings the Gemara and Ksubis, the one, and he says that a wife halachically is considered like you, there never was a problem with with uh, on on yourself that the the, the rabbanin never prohibited you to redeem yourself, no matter what. It's it's a svara. A person will give. He brings a pasuk. Person will give everything for his nefesh, and therefore they. So his wife is halachically ishto kegufa, and therefore there is no cap on redeeming yourself or your wife. That answer goes both it 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 implies one that the um the the uh it 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 certainly works with the reason of not impoverishing the community 
but that you don't need that. That's any private person could do that. But it even the reason of causing a possible loss for other people, it also makes sense. And let's think out why. When I want to do a favor, so I have a fa- I want to do Reuven a favor, and someone says you're doing him a favor at the cost of Shimon. <coughs> so he's gaining X from what you're doing, and Shimon is losing X. So I don't know if it's such a big favor. But I'm doing something for myself. I don't have to think. So let's say if I'm helping him open a business that will compete with him, halachically legal. So the stock I'm doing for him, he's losing out. But for myself, I don't have that restriction. So the reason where that Tosis says that for yourself is an exception makes sense even for the reason of causing further endangerment. Mm-hmm. Because you're not mechuyev to, to give your life for someone else. You come first for sure. But what do you do with the Gemara, with this wonderful, with this wonderful um, young boy who is going to be a God of Israel and so on? That does not answer it, obviously. So Tesis here has two more reasons. One is that he was an extraordinary Muflik um, Bechachma. This was a treasure for Kal Yisrael, and therefore Kal Yisrael needed him. And it's something that, for that, that supersedes any other consideration. Once again, it certainly works well with the Tzedakah one, because this is something you're buying a, a, a diamond for Kali Yisrael. The other reason also, I guess, that it weighs out. It's, it's, a, it's, it's a necessity for Kali Yisrael, a person of that stature, that we do it. And he says the second reason, he says that during that period of time, incitement was not a problem because they were out to kill anyway. In other words, under normal conditions, I guess we can call that normal, where people just kidnap people for money, then we say you're going to encourage them to do it. This was a time of shmad, this was a time of xeros, this was a difficult time when nothing you did, they were rampaging and and, and whatever they were doing, and, and therefore you would not cause any great incitement. This is clearly a reason to take care of the incitement issue. What it also means is, and I think it's something that we'll see later, the, is that the um, many takanas of chachamim are absolute. And I can't, for instance, in Hilcha Shabbos, I can't play around with the reason behind it. It's, it's, they, they had a reason. Once they made it, it's flat, and that's that. Over here, Tysus understands that all these takanas, if the reason is not applicable, it may change. And we'll see some other poskim. This is, that's, it's something to bear in mind. It's unusual. Halachas, it's like ben mm-hmm. type halachas in, in Chazal. There are reasons why they made a takana. Very rarely does it change because of the reason. That we, we, we don't change because of the reason. We say once they enacted it, it's flat. You need another Bezdin's government Chachmenia to, to revatel and so on. These takanas seem to have a different standard. So we have three Terutzim, three exceptions in Tesis. Tesis also says um, the. Um, let's take a look in the one in Nunbeis. 
he's, he, uh, so over there he says um, same two reasons, and then in in um, the in in Anunches Kol Mamish he mentions the fact that there's because there is pikuach nefesh over here, that's why it's worse. So he adds in the, the reason of pikuach nefesh, that pikuach nefesh is a reason why um, you, so normally redeeming would be um, re- redeeming somebody for money when it's a money issue and the person is just holding him as a slave that has this halacha, pikuach nefesh would differ. That, now, the Ramban that we saw asks that, didn't we say before that every pinyin shvum is pikuach nefesh? We started with that. The Gemara says it, and the Ram takes it as such. And therefore, the Ramban does not like pikuach nefesh, and he, it's, so that sort of, that's, a, that's the strongest argument against pikuach nefesh being an ameliorating factor, because the Gemara starts with a certain assumption that every Pinishwim at some point they'll get tired of it and, and they can kill him, it's nothing for them, and so on and so forth. Um, the Ramban um, says the, um, that Talmud Chacham, and he says also the same reason that uh, it's, a, it's because during the, during the, the war, there, there was no, you weren't inciting them to do worse. So we have over here a, um, in Rishonim, so in the picture of not being poda um, people for more, than their, uh, for more than their worth, we don't have a clear reason the Gemara. We have two possible reasons. Pikuach Nefesh, if it was a question of, of money and impoverishing, a, a third party or someone else could do it for sure. And Pikuach Nefesh would be a strong taina. The other reason of that might incite them, pikuach nefesh, is not clear if it's a, a good time or not. We have machol shonim, and it's something that is sort of up in the air. This is brought down in halachas following. Take a look in the shulch aruch on page nine. So this is where the shulch aruch brings this halacha. Beis. And the Shacharach usually will quote the Rambam unless the Shacharach takes the Rambam and, 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 and fits it in, unless he differs in some area. And sure enough, he quotes the Rambam Beis, Hamalim Ayim Epidyan Shvum, Ova Losamet Zavavecha, Alosik Bas Yotzcha, Vaalosamod Al Damre Echa. This is so, again, he brings it as halacha that. The, every pinyan shvuyim is considered to be a possibility of pikuach um, nefesh, and it's included in every pinyan shvuyim as an iser. Gimel, he adds, kol rega If you delay in being in, you are a shofech domim. In other words, he applies it quite literally. That the assumption is, our work assumption is, that every type of pidyashvuyim will be kuach nefesh. That's the halacha. In the Pischit Shuvah, I'm not going to go through it, the Pischit Shuvah was a work written in the 1800s that collected all the Chuvas firm that 
that were written from the time of the Beis Yosef. Beis Yosef himself collects the Tshuvas of Rishonim till mm. his time, <coughs> and he and he brings the, a, a, a summation of the Tshuvas firm, <coughs> and sure enough, he brings a machlokes of whether Pikuach Nefesh um, is, is an exception to the rule or not. In other words, in a case of Pidyan Shvuyim that involves a Pikuach Nefesh, does the rule of, of, of the value apply or not? He, he brings dif- the different shitas, sums them up, the back and forth of it. Most that he brings seem to indicate that it does not affect it, based very much on what we said, that the Gemara says that every Pidyan is Pikuach Nefesh. That is the, um, that's the Pisri Tshuva and what he brings. So, so, so right now it seems as if there are, the, the, sort of the, the preponderance of Shittas is that Pekoach uh, Nefesh would not be a factor in this. There are Shittas, there are Shittas on Tshuvas, but this seems to be this way. There are, however, there is a whole other, um, there's a whole other point to consider. There are two or three other points to consider. I, I wanted two of them. I'll, I will just speak briefly about, and and one of them a little, a little bit more. We'll see over here. Um, one is the reason that Tosis gives that where there is no the, the idea that you continue to incite them to do it will affect it, that does not, um, and, 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 and that doesn't apply, like it says in Zman and Chorben. One certainly can make a very strong case. It's one thing when kidnappers capture people for money, they make a cheshm, is it kedai to kidnap people and make some money, or is it kedai to, to, to maybe import drugs, make, a, make a, a, business, a business calculation. When people are coming to kill, these people... If they don't take shvuyim, they'll kill. It doesn't make a difference. They're not, they're not there to, to, to deal about it. So the whole reason, like we says, in warfare, that's what Taisus seems to imply, the chutzman achorben, and that, that shot seems to go according to everyone, is it doesn't, there is no, there's no element of excitement. It's people that come to make money. Then you say to yourself, the more lucrative it is, the more it makes sense. If they're coming to either kill or, and the question is, will they kill or take a captive? But it's one and the same. They're not. It's not a question. Will they do or desist? That whole reason, I don't think, would apply. That's one. Second, and this is something that the later Acharon Samrachuvus that he brings. Do we have the concept of um, the value of a person? What's yes al demeim today? When there was a thriving slave market, then you could then. People unfortunately had a price, and you could you could give it some some aloch. It's it's so one of Shuvas Sharm says, well, we, we 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 go to the Arab countries where slavery is still current, and we look to see what the price is. But when you're trading people for people, um, does it at all apply? It's not, it's, it's not at all. It, we're not talking about money. We're talking about people for people, or or a lull in the fighting, or something like that. It, it, the takana as a takana certainly doesn't seem to apply. Those are two specific reasons why it shouldn't apply. But there's a bigger reason that I think is more important. The Gemara says, and again, I'll sum up the, 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 the Gemara in, in Bermatia speaks about 
I have one bottle of water. I can save myself. I can save somebody else. We, we say, Chayecha Kodman, your, your life is first. There's, there is a long, Arichus, there's a Tshuva Sefer called uh, Yad El Yahut. One of them wrote in the Pesach Tshuva uh, for one of the great Dayanim in Lublin, El Yorben Shmuel in Lublin, a few hundred years ago, who um, asks, when I can put myself in danger to save someone else, am I permitted? Is it, it could be it's prohibited. You're not allowed to put yourself in danger. Is it permitted or is it required? That's how he phrased it. And he brings different discussions. And it, it, it's really, it's based on how the Shohar brings the halacha and so on. But by and large, the bottom line seems to be that the consensus is you do not, you do not give your life for someone else. That is the bottom line halacha consensus. Yet, and this is, the Gemara says, that when you're going out to, when you're going out to fight in a war, there are, uh, I guess, military police standing on the side, and if somebody tries to run away, it says, you, you, cut, you chop his legs off. I think it means you kill him. I think it's just a, the, 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 the Nitziv says, in Shiltis, the Nitziv says, that you, um, he has a din of a rodef. So it means in wartime, this doesn't apply. It, it has nothing to, war has a certain way of fighting war. Because in, in, a, in, a, in, a normal, in, in a normal situation, if there's a burning building, and I'm not, a, I'm not especially good at firefighting, or I'm not, and it's a risk, there's me against the other person. But w- when it's a war, you fight a war in a certain way. And if, the, and if the way you fight a war is that you, you, you run in to save the person, if that's the way wars are done, that has to be done. This is something that um, the, uh, the Tzitz Eliezer, Tzitz Eliezer was, was a Waldenberg, Waldenberg was a very, very Hashem Paisik once upon a time. I mean, he died, I don't know, 30 years ago, probably 40 years ago. And he was... A, um, a big Paisik, he was the Rav Shah Tzedek, but he, he was from the old Yishlaim Paiskim. And he has a big truva on this, where he goes through the points I'm making, and he, and, and he, and he says that w- the rules of war is different. Melchama is a parish in the Torah. And when you're engaged in war, the rules of war apply as opposed to the normal Docha Nefesh Nefesh. You're, you're, you're seen more as an army, not as a person. And therefore, whatever is appropriate way of waging war, that would take precedence. So let's sort of put the pieces together, and then we'll finish maybe with, uh, with an interesting historical footnote. The, um, so we have the, the um, we have in a situation where people are captured for money, kidnapped for money. Over there, we have the question of redeeming them for more than the value. We don't have any real way today. It's tough to say what the value is. Doesn't, there's no market price for it. That's a, that's a halachic issue. We won't find out. We also are unclear to Machlokas whether or not 
any element of pikuach nefesh would be dochet, and therefore if there's some danger to the life, this restriction doesn't apply, um, and, and a person himself, a person for, for his wife, the restrictions don't apply, the person's special chacham, it doesn't apply, we have certain exceptions. Those are the cases where it's kidnapping for money and, 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 and a yachit. That's that, that genre of cases. When we're talking about fighting a war, different set of halachas apply to it. What, whatever is norm, whatever is the normal way of doing war, what, however one determines that, that applies. And this halacha, this takana is not apply in that case. And there are many other reasons why and uh, it, if, if, the, if the type of situation is not a situation where incitement would, 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 would um, then they won't get incited, it, it's not causing them more. People are attacking us, are attacking us, they'll, they'll do whatever it is. Kill is kill, kidnap is kidnap, that wouldn't apply. There is an interesting chuva a, a, a there. It's one of the chuvas the biscuit chuva brings, where he discusses. Um, this is called Nachli Yeshua, um, and it is somebody who was captured and so on. And, and he says, if we don't redeem them, it will make them even more upset. They'll let it out and so on. Basically, what he, the point that I get from it is, um, the, um, the, it's something which is um, very dependent on each situation. The takana wasn't a flat takana, but situation by situation, and therefore, if a posek finds a reason why it differs, it is perfectly appropriate to make that distinction. You see it from the posek, they try to deal with each case, how it is, and so on. A, 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 a historical footnote, if you take the last page, is the Yam Shlomo, the Mashal brings the Godladar, the end of the uh, 1200s of the Kufis of Tesis was the Marami Rottenberg. Marami Rottenberg was the last generation of Alatosvis. His Talmud, the Rosh, basically finished it, and he was the Galador. He tried to escape Germany, and he was caught, unfortunately, by a mummer, by, by a, a Jewish convert, turned him in, and the king imprisoned him. And he refused to let himself be redeemed. Because he said that um, he said that um, the, the halacha is you can't be put a, um, in prisons for more. The king wanted an exorbitant amount, and he refused to allow himself to be redeemed. He died, and the king wouldn't release the body. And this was for a long time until some wealthy person um, redeemed the body for being able to, for having the honor of being buried next to him. That was, that's, that's, that's the piece of history. Marshall brings this, and he says, today, he speaks about the sugi, he's on the sugi, he says, um, people in Turkey and other places redeem captives for a lot more than, than what they're worth, and it's because they have the right to say, we don't mind the price it costs, may HaKadosh Baruch reward them, and, 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 and so on. And then he says, the, and, and, he, and he brings a few more reasons why it's permissible, because they, they try to convert them, and so on. And then he says, I heard about Rami Rottenberg, and he brings this story, and he says, I don't understand him. The Tamani, 
that's Kali Yisrael. Berenos, we'd, we'd have a hero story. He says he feels halachically it's not appropriate. He says he was a Talmud Chacham Mufla. There was nobody in his generation like him. He's the greatest. He says he's the person that you're allowed to redeem for all the money. And if he didn't want to see himself because he was so modest, didn't want to see himself, but he, he was, it was affecting everyone else. He writes Truvis in Rottenberg from jail, and he says he's in the Migdala Parech Ba'aver. It's a play on, on words. As a, there's, a, there's a lochic concept in all of Migdala Parech whatever it is. He, he plays, and he says, I don't have any sperm, so I can't be 100% sure what I'm answering is right, and so on. And yet, um, he refused. Why? And he says, um, so, so he was afraid. So he said he was afraid it would cause a chain reaction and they would get other ones, and that's why he said it, and so on and so forth. But it's very fascinating. He said the right thing would have been to, to redeem him. The door needs him. And, you know, whatever it is, he speaks about it. So this is an interesting historical footnote about the Pidishvum and how a great person took the Mishnah to heart and said, you know, I'm not allowed to be redeemed. I refuse that you should redeem me f- f- for that, and so on. I'll add maybe one more historical piece. I didn't put it in, but that's a, it's just fascinating sometimes. The Mogan of Rome had a son-in-law, and his son-in-law wrote a diary in Yiddish. I saw it in Yiddish. Um, I don't know if they ever published it, and I think they did publish Someone else published it. He, he was a young person as a Rav, inexperienced, somehow got into the Balbat and were unhappy, and they got the governor to jail him. So the, um, his wife came to plead with the governor and said, you know my husband's honest? If he'll give his word that he stays and doesn't run away, he's not going to run away. Why do you have to keep him in jail? Because they, they were trying to raise money. The other Balbat were trying to raise money to be poda him. And the governor answered, the, the people on your side requested we keep him in jail, because it's much easier to raise money when he's in jail than when he's not. <laughs> so I, 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 I read it. I, I, I translated it, actually. I, I, I translated Yiddish TV, but someone asked me to. And it's like, well, that, that, that's, uh, that's, that's really extraordinary. Like upon him, un- unfortunately, it's not a laughing matter. The, 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 it's, you know, the, 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 it's a terrible situation. Like the Gemara says, every type of suffering you know, is, is on Shvuyim. And Vez Hashem, hopefully, we oisik a little bit in the Hulchas Pidish Shvuyim, there's some sort of klal that the Divrei Torah help. We should be zeichet to, to see Kachbocha should be poida the Shvuyim, Vez Hashem. And, uh, you know, the Pduyim Yeshuva Sim Berina, Vez Hashem. No, but the Pidish Shvuyim with the captive audience. Everyone can leave now. Anyone who wants to leave. How does Allah understand a, a prisoner swap? These are potentially dangerous people. How, how, do, you, how do we look at that? So, so I don't think... So, uh, so I, it's the other person possibly doing more damage. My gut feeling is there's no lack of people there to be terrorists. That's A. B, that's a real suffix. Whereas the person who's captive is a vaday. So, so again, I, I, I'm not... To, to pass the Shailas, you need to have... But, 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 but looking at thinking about it is both points. First of all, I'm not sure that, that it's more than Suffolk that it's doing more harm to release that other person. I don't think they have a, they're lacking a supply of terrorists. And B, the one who's in danger is a vadi in danger. Then there's also the issue of the, the, 
you know, the, the, the morale of the troops will know that the, whatever it takes, they'll be saved and redeemed. There's many other factors, but, that, but I think the point I said is the main point. Okay. I, I can just add in on that regard. So just historical, another historical fa- story. Um, when the, the story of Entebbe, the original plan, the, the, what was going on publicly was a prisoner swap for the hostages which were taken on the plane, and they wanted to re- release 31, I think it was 31 Palestinian terrorists which were in the Israeli jails at that point in time. Uh, the Israeli government w- did enter into negotiations in regards to redeeming them. They actually brought the question, the government, it was, it was Rabin, was, it was the, the prime minister, asked Ravadia Yosef to gather together a group of people to answer this question. So Ravadia Yosef gathered together a group of people. There was Rebbe Yashiv Zatzal, Rebbe Shlomo Zalman Zatzal, Rebbe Yashiv Goldwich, Rebbe Shlomo Yisraeli, Rebbe Goldschmidt, Goldschmidt, and Rebbe Sina Abashul and himself, and Rebbe Sal Zolti, and they sat, I'll pee the bakuda of the government to decide whether they're allowed to would free the, 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 the prisoners in order to save the hostages. Then, Baruch Hashem, we had the story of Entebbe that it wasn't necessary. But this was, to deal with the, the difficulty of this tremendous question, what's the correct thing to do under the circumstances, the government, which wasn't, it wasn't Likud, it was, this is was labor, right? This was, turned to the Gdarlam to Pascha and the Shiloh, and they came out, like, like Rashiva said, that the Vada'i Sakana of the, the hostages at that point in time would override the, the, the Suffolk, what these, these released prisoners might do in the future, and they're allowed to enter into negotiations. Rabbi said, thank you for coming. Any more questions? Or Rabbi Yonsky is available. Three to one slot would be more than your value.